Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Position did you play? You look like a tricky so, winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, I sent a midfielder. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a winger. <laughs> the truth is, yeah, I was, I'm an old school Gary Neville right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting no step over this. So yeah, okay. I'm just waiting I'm, for someone yeah, to take yeah. a heavy touch and I'm going <laughs> flying in. <laughs> Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Beautiful Game Podcast. I'm with my right hand man Dej and he's sitting on my left. What are you saying to me brother? I'm good brother. You know, another guest, another episode. I think consistency is the name of the game and also getting like viewpoints from different angles of football managers, players, you know, coaches, parents, you know, and I think today adds a different layer as well. So like, yeah. 100% man we've been talking off air this is one that I'm obviously very excited about but before we introduce our special guest I just want to plug the socials at podcast underscore tbg on twitter at tbg pod on tiktok and at pod underscore tbg on instagram leave a comment subscribe to the youtube channel we're on the road to the 30k subscribers so please show your support by helping the channel grow we are delighted to announce we are joined in the studio with the main man, Brody Cousins. Welcome, 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 brother. Thank you, thank you. Thank how you, you doing, bro? Me. You good? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. How are you guys? Very well, thanks, Very bro. Well, man. You know what? I think the best way to start this is to probably just give us some context about you in regards to like what you actually do. So you took an Uber here today, right? Mm-hmm. And you're sitting in the Uber and the Uber driver says, hi, like, what do you do? What do you say? Uh, so I've got a fitness consultancy company um, that works with a variety of clients um, from obviously like nine to five office workers, business owners, and then obviously professional footballers, YouTubers, um, et cetera, et cetera, trying to help them achieve their fitness goals and what they need for their, well, for the professionals, what they need for, for their game on a Saturday. So like, how did you get into that? Because um, obviously to be in this space... Did you play or do you just know the right people? Or how, how would you say you like got into the position? Uh, I've always, like, to be fair, my, my, my network's always been quite good, but 
I didn't actually know any professional footballers when I started this as such. Um, but I, I've always played football. I went to a um, like a college scheme. So oh, I worked yeah. a scholarship. It was a college scheme like, run by Luton. But to be fair, like the way it was run, it was ex- like exactly like being at like, a pro club at that level. The way it was set up and. Um, uh, Whilst I was there, obviously I didn't get no pro contracts, anything like that. And they said at the end of my second year, obviously you got to do a B Tech level three. They said, "Is there like anything you you want to do moving forward?" And I said, "Like like the personal training, because I see a guy called Jamie Velocity. Oh uh, yeah, Jamie's yeah, yeah, been yeah. doing this for, yeah. for a while now. I said, what he does if if I can't be a footballer for me, that's like the next best thing. Um, so thankfully, like Luton and they, uh, they put me on the course. Luckily, at the time, they were sponsored by Barnfield College. So we went there, carried on training like full-time for a year. And then from that, that's how I got into it. So what I, position did you play? You looked like a tricky so, winger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's just like, I sent a midfielder. Like, <laughs> I'm you know a winger. What? The truth is, yeah, I was on my old school Gary Neville right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting no step over me. So just, yeah, I'm just waiting for someone yeah. to take a heavy touch and I'm going <laughs> flying in. <laughs> So in terms of like progressing, so obviously, you know, you don't make it as a footballer, then you went into, you know, a different avenue. So like, what sort of steps did you take to get yourself into a position to start building? Uh, you know what, it's like, when I sit in the position that I'm in now, like I did actually really like dream of being at this stage because when I first got a qualification and I, and I, and I left the, the college scheme, um, I applied for jobs at that like, Pure Gym, Fitness first, um, gym box, and I, I didn't get anything. And then luckily, I ended up landing a job at uh, Fitness First Highbury, which is local to me, which is the old Arsenal stadium. And that was like ideal. That was perfect. I was a massive Arsenal fan growing up. I say it now, but it was funny because the first four years of my career, I didn't tell any of my clients who I supported because I didn't want them to think. I, I don't know. It's just a weird Conflict. thing. I, I didn't tell anyone, oh, especially yeah. when I got Ains. It was like oh, I'm not telling Ains. I support Arsenal because <laughs> yeah, like I don't want to think that I'm. Gas that he's here, even though I was gas that he's here. <laughs> that was man. Um, so, um, got a job at Fitness First as a fitness instructor, doing three days a week. Um, I didn't actually personal train for like six months, six, seven months. And I was, bro, I was so content. Like, I was so happy actually. And I was happy. I was just cleaning equipment. Um, yeah, just doing normal fit- fitness instructing roles. Um, then I took on a class. And then from my class, I started personal training. And then it was that summer when I was was I just just yeah, I was just turned 20 that I messaged um my friend Hamada who's at Luton with me and Hamada's probably the first person in the chain because there's a chain of people that I always talk about whoever I talk to there's a chain of people that I, I, I owe anything that like, I'll do anything for them and um Hamada was probably the first person I called him I said look <clears throat> obviously Mukhtar's brother Mukhtar Ali's at Chelsea does he want to do a session this summer and um he was like, yeah, so um done my first session with Mooks. Um at some he was fasting at the time, so it was like two in the morning in, in the gym in in Edmonton or wherever it was and that was my that was my first step to like working with professional footballers and it's since then it's never really looked back. So when you went into like personal training, was that always like the goal to end up working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In my head I always said I always said I got a good friend who's a big he's a massive fan of your of your show. And I uh, was sitting on the train going to Luton. Big him up, man. What's Big his up. name? Let's shout him do out. You know what? He actually said to me, do not say my name. <laughs> and he, 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 he said the only reason why is because he sat on the train and I said to him, like, bro, I'm going to work at Premier League footballers. And he sat there eating a subway. This is what he used to have every morning, subway from Finsley Park. 
And he laughed and said, bro, you ain't going to work with Premier League footballers, bro. Like, there's more chance of you being a pro footballer than working with Premier League footballers. Mm. And that's why he, he said, don't let people okay. know I was the man that put you down. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so it was always something that in my head I knew I wanted to do. It was, it was a goal that I thought was with, like, hard work, determination and, and, and like, doing self-study on the body that I'd be able to do. And I probably believed in myself a lot more in this field than I ever did playing football. Um, so I knew it was the end goal and I'm far from where I want to be, by the way. It's not, this isn't like I'm sitting there saying, yeah, like I've achieved exactly what I want. I'm far, far, far from where I'll be. But That's interesting. So why did you believe in this journey rather than the football? Is it because you kind of control it? Whereas football, there's a lot of different variables where, you know, managers, politics, that kind of thing. You know what? I, I, think, there's two, I think there's two things. I think the first thing was that when I first started personal training, I just had, like, with my normal clients, I was just achieving goals with them. And I just had a, like, a knack for it. I was just, it would just come so naturally to me to train people to take classes. Um, and I think the second thing is we were talking before the show started about, um, like, in when you come from certain areas, football's all you got and you have to, that's the only way out. I feel like that, that drive for me came when I knew I wasn't going to be a footballer, but I wanted to be involved with professional footballers so bad. I thought, this is it now, like... I have to make this work. And, and don't get me wrong, the year that COVID hit, I still, to be fair, I still trained um, Mukhtar Ali. Mukhtar's done every single year from 2018 with me to now. Um, but the year before COVID, I had like, Cole Capitas came in, Josh Onoma started, I still got Josh. Josh Onoma started. And in that year after COVID, I had Mooks and like an under 23 player from Norwich and I had no one. And I remember... Mook's moving to Fetez in Holland. Yeah. And I, I sat there and I thought, maybe I am just going to be a personal trainer, which ain't a problem because mm. I enjoyed it. But that drive just kept coming through like, no, 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 no. So how do you manage that sort of situation? You lose your clients or everyone's gone in different directions. What do you do to like manage that mentally and also like you've got to, a, to kick on? You've got, a, I think you've got to naturally problem solve. It's a little bit like when COVID struck, right? I remember actually calling my mum in tears because I was like, I've worked so hard to get this business to where it is. And they're shutting all the gyms. And I'll say it now because I've given the equipment back. And I remember sitting there thinking, what can I do? And I thought, you know what? Called one of my boys at Fitness First Hybrid. I said, listen, cover the camera in the studio room. And there's like a, a equipment called Les Mills. Mm. And it's like, it comes with weights, but you can click the weights on and off a bar. So mm. you can use them as hand weights or bar weights. Mm. Best believe my car was dragging off the floor out of the car park because I had so many weights. And what I'd done is I called my clients and I said, right, look, like, who wants to try the Zoom? And I had about seven clients say, yeah, we'll try it. So I just hand delivered all of these weights before we went into lockdown. And to be fair, my business was good in lockdown. Like, I wasn't bothered about coming in or out. I wasn't mm. bothered about it. Um, and I think that's just something you always got to do. Like you got, you got a problem solve and then it's like... Um, People have reached out to like ads, ads to connect. He's the one that connected me with Josh and Cole um, Walker Peters back in 2019, which was obviously massive for me. Cole just come off of the back of the Champions League run to the final mm -hmm. with Tottenham. Um, again, and that was another situation. I was absolutely starstruck when them two walked in, like starstruck. Like it was. That's when it felt very real, you know. And and um, <clears throat> you, you, it's a moment where in your head you're like. Will a Premier League player ever want to pay for my service? Because that's mm. like 
remember they're top, top clubs. And then I remember sitting down with Josh and saying, like, right, did you enjoy the session? He said, bro, I loved it. And then I gave him the price and it's like everything went like, in my head went dead silent because you never know. And he's like, bro, yeah, of course. Like, like <laughs> doing four or five sessions a week in the off season. And I was like, mm. it wasn't necessarily about, it's not about, and I say this now, it's not about the money that you make. It's the fact that these players are saying like, we trust you. You know, that's a big thing for professional athletes to say, like, we trust you privately. Something that's not, it's big in America. All the NBA players, like, they, they've all got personal trainers. That's, like, mm. normal. But in this country, it's still not, um, like, a natural thing to have a personal trainer, especially in season, which, obviously, now my business is starting to grow massively in season. Because mm. you went through a journey, like, I want to talk to you about, like, your family, because to make that leap of faith from doing what you were doing into what you're doing... It's like you need a lot of things to happen to make that dream happen. Were your family like always supportive or did they doubt it? Did you tell them, oh, mum, dad, this is what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. It might take X amount of years, but hang with me, like support me. I think I think the relationship that I got with my mum is like my dad was murdered when I was six. So um, me and my mum are extremely tight, but being real, my dad wasn't like, I, I'd see him every weekend, but my mum played every role for me growing up. You know, my mum was a, she's a very hard worker. She had three jobs when I was working, like, like coming up. And I watched my mum go from a cleaner to an NHS to a practice manager. You know, that takes a lot of hard work. And so I think because my mum's got that work ethic and that got embedded in me, I think my mum believed anything you want to do, like you can, you can go and do it. So it's, it, I was never scared about taking a risk because I knew that I had that support system at home. And I think like for people that, don't have that support system to really go and achieve your goals and dreams. Because I'll be honest, nothing's plain sailing. Like nothing is plain sailing at all. Mm. Um, whether it's with work or how you are in your own life. I've had problems in my own life. Like there was one time when I'd, I built up mad parking tickets, bro. Like crazy. Like I know it sounds silly, but I'm <laughs> talking like yeah, racks. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, this is to, to the point where one of my off season, that's what I was clearing. I was clearing parking tickets with one of my off seasons like two years ago. And, um, but that affects you. Like, yeah, yeah. it's stress. Yeah, yeah, Do you get what I'm saying? Like, but I've always had the support system mm -hmm. to be like, it's fine. This, my mum said to me this year, sorting out your immature behaviour with parking tickets. <laughs> but look what you've done. Next year, like, you kick on. You, 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 so I, I, I'm, I'm quite fortunate with the support I got at home from my mum and that. So in regards to like sort of what you offer to athletes, like let's say if I was, let's say if we, you know, put in a hypothetical scenario, I'm a footballer that's struggling at the moment. My game is not going well. I'm not playing well on the pitch. Why would someone want to come come to you to, to seek your services? I've, I've, to be fair, when I first started, I only ever done strength and conditioning. Mm. And I think now, because of how my socials look, people forget that my clients actually all do strength and conditioning with me. It's just the off season, a lot of it's on field. Yeah. Um, and again, it was actually Mooks in COVID that said like, do you reckon we can get a pitch somewhere? We used a public park. I'd never really done on field stuff. So I just went online, went on NetWorld, ordered a load of equipment. And then again, it was another thing that it just come naturally to me. Like I just, I went there, I didn't have a session plan. I asked Mooks what he wanted to work on. And naturally like a plan just come in my head about two hours before. And it was like boom, boom, boom. And Mooks of that was tops. Um, but I'm actually, I, it all started like with the SNC. So, mm. and SNC, I think a lot of people think that's like crazy heavy lifting. It's not. The athlete has to be injury bulletproof. 
So the so my goal, if you to come to me and say, right, to get you to the top of your game, you have to ensure you do not get injured. Because if you look at a lot of athletes when their career might take a slip, it's due to an injury or they might not be playing and then when they come back playing, they're, they're, they're not at maximum fitness. So that's my main aim is to make sure that you're going to be at the, the top of your game without having any injuries. And that's something that I go by. I've, I've worked with quite a lot of pros now, but it's, uh, there's only a handful that can ever say they've had a muscular injury during the season. Mm, it's interesting because I remember Keenan Davis before he started using your services yeah. he used to have like little niggles yeah, yeah. here and there then obviously he used you then obviously had a nice run in the team yeah yeah, yeah. so Keens, I started working with Keens. well he, when I first had the meeting with him he, he had a slight injury he was on loan at Watford um, and we sit down and, and we broke down like everything lifestyle everything and um, we targeted the muscle groups that were failing if you wanted to say and then towards the end of last season, yeah, Keane had a strong, strong end. I think it was the last 12 games, got, I think it was seven goals, three assists. Mm. And we started doing pitch work. I've got to say this. Yeah. Keenan refused in training to use, with me to use his right foot. And we done a whole <laughs> session, right foot, right foot, right foot. Mm-hmm. And on the last game of the season, I went with my stepdad. And me, my stepdad, Keenan's um, dad sat down and we watched the game and Keane scored with his right foot. I have never been so... I, ha- I don't think Watford fans understood why yeah, I was going yeah, so yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this guy's moving mad. 2-0, they're not getting promoted. They're not sure if Keenan's coming back because mm. obviously he's on loan from Villa Mm-mm-mm. and I'm going wild because he scored with his right foot. I mean, yeah. it wasn't the cleanest goal, but I listen, <laughs> it got the goal. That's yeah. it. So in terms of like drills, so I'm struggling with my ankle, for example. What sort of drills would you use to sort of diagnose the issue get to the bottom of it so with with your injuries it wouldn't necessarily be drills it would okay. be it's in gym isn't it okay so, so mobility work plans. And yeah like mobility is a big thing mm. like like obviously Ainge is over at Leon now but we do two two three mobility um and injury prevention sessions a week so it's just certain exercises um that's going to strengthen and mobilize that part of the body yeah yeah so like I came what last week to watch one of your yeah, sessions yeah, yeah, with yeah, a yeah, few pros Friday. and that I was enjoying it like Jade Silva was slapping them in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few of the other boys as well just slapping it in. And the thing that I came away with it was like the camaraderie. Like, I think these are boys that might not have met before. Mm-hmm. I think this was the third, but it seemed like everyone knew each other. Like, yeah. it was energetic, it was vibey, yeah. but the work was getting done, most importantly. Yeah, so it's like, I tried to create like a family environment and I feel like that with all of my clients. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Friday session was Jade Silva, Ty Backinson, Nesta Guinness-Walker and Nathan Tormey. Um, then obviously I got my goalkeeper and goal Will Hunt. It's a big part of the business because I think one of my unique selling points from a business point of view is that I always have a goalkeeper in goal. Mm-hmm. You know, I need a moving object in goal. It can't just be a still like, and that's not um, putting down any anyone that uses a session like with the nets or puts a goal in the goal. But for me personally, I invest in a goalkeeper to be in the session, mm-hmm. so you get a more realistic feel of what happens in the game. You know. Um, Ains loves it because he dinks keepers all the time. He's terrorising <laughs> some keepers in my sessions. But so yeah, so I think um, obviously Ness is at Reading. Ty and Jay played with each other at um, Bristol City. Oh, obviously okay. Jay's at Cov now. Ty's at um, Chef Wen. And then Nathan was at Arsenal. He's currently a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from Jay and uh, Ty, that's the first time we've met. But as you know, like when we first get there. I want all the boys to have banter together. I want it to be like a change room feel yeah. before mm-hmm. we start. Because um, the last thing you want is that like, you turn up, warm up, you get you yeah, get going, yeah. you know. Because um, you never know how a player is in terms of your confidence mm-hmm. at, at that 
moment in time as well. You know, if you look at Nathan, like Nathan has unfortunately had a few injuries in the last few years. So that would have been his first time training in a group with mm. pros that have been playing championship week in, week out. So you want everyone to feel comfortable so then they can really relax and showcase their ability in the session and get the most out of it. No, 100%, bro. In regards to like managing your schedule, how, how do you do that? Because you must be busy. Like, really and truthfully, it's, I was thinking about if he was going to ask me something this before I come on. Mm. And it's like, my one like downfall, I'd say, is I don't actually look after myself properly. And I know that. Like, everyone said to me, like, because obviously I've done some work with like Steve Bartlett and things like that. And everyone always asked me about the whoops that he's got. Mm. The only reason I don't wear the whoop is because I know it's not going to look good. <laughs> so for my own mental health for Ignorance my own anxiety, is bliss, like, you know I don't I get up at four uh, Monday to Friday I get up at five mm. Saturday and Sunday um, and I could like yesterday for example so my first session was 5am I worked five till eight in London then I drove up to Coventry for an in-season uh, mobility session with Jay drove back to Wadham Lodge in East London then drove back to Islington for a few more in-season uh, sessions with pros. Then I've obviously, after uh, five o'clock, I've got my nine to five clients that uh, can name loads that mean a lot to me. Dave, Kate, Jonas, Dave, I do before or after work. So like last night, I'll get home at like quarter to 10. And then I'm I, I, like, my own training always gets disregarded. And that's something I'm trying to work on, my sleep and my own training. So I've trained every day this week, which is like the first time since before I had my camp in Dubai in June. That's wow. only because I knew there was a cameraman in, in Dubai. So I <laughs> needed to, to get that pump. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't have a little cordy standing next to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in terms of like planning, because again, as you said, you're driving up, down and everywhere. So do you feel you always have to be at the session or are you trying to get it to a level where it's almost like a franchise where Brody Cousins Fitness, it's got the same feel as if you were there, but you're not there, if that makes sense. So, so you're working on your business and not in your business all the time it's 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 hard it's because i feel like especially the academy because i've got the Brody cousins academy now um one of the hurdles that i've been facing is that um a lot of the kids obviously want to work with Brody cousins because it's in the name and that's the one they see on the Brody cousins fitness working with mm-hmm. maitland nazis and chances and whoever so but i've now got a small team together Oh, we got a business sick. plan and we're going to try and attack it a little bit differently mm. in 24 um, to understand that it's, it's, it doesn't have to be me mm. um, doing it. So it's something that I'm working on. So mm. hopefully if I ever sit down with you guys again, we can talk about how this franchise is in Dubai and all over the place. Yeah, how that works out. 100. Talk to us about that summer training camp in Dubai. How was that? I saw my guy Viv out there. Yeah, so. Big up Viv. <laughs> big yeah, up Viv. Viv. Hey, I like Viv a lot. What a guy. <laughs> um, so Dubai is something that I always, again, it's something I always say is that I've always, I've had a 10-year plan. Um, I've got a lot of things on my 10-year plan. And Dubai was one of them that, after the first off-season with Mooks, obviously I've always been really close to Hamada. And I said to Hamada, I said, bro, one day we're going to do this in Dubai. I was 20 years old at the time, mm. so it was six years ago. I said, one day we're going to do this in Dubai. And Hamada said, no, 100%. And then... Um, I was sitting, I can't remember where I was, and Ainsley called me and he said, like, yo, we're working this summer. I said to him, all right, cool. He's like, it's gotta be hot. I said, what should we do, Dubai? And he was like, yeah. So then from there, I just um, spoke to my graphic designer who does my posters and that, I put the poster out. 
and the response I got from it was crazy, man. Like, yeah, it was it was tops. Took took me took, took me back a little bit. So I thought I was only gonna be there for ten days. Yeah. Ended up being there for twenty four. Got there early because Jada Silva was there earlier than Ains was, and obviously Viv come at Josh on Amar. They all come mm. at different times. Yeah. Charlie Sayers was there for a lot of the time. Ruben Shapo was there a lot of time. So got it in place. Hit up a few places out there. And really, I stepped into the unknown. It was it was it was a little bit scary. I had I had um, the soccer aid with uh, chunks and Nico. Yeah, yeah. So I actually had to change my flights because I got all my dates mixed up to Manchester to Dubai. So I I done the sideman, um, Sam. I done the soccer aid game with chunks and Nico and Steve. And then the next morning, I woke up in Manchester by myself at like four, jumped on a flight to Dubai, and really was just stepping into the unknown. Um, Jay was flying that night with Cole, and. Um, then I had the Tuesday to just go and visit everywhere that I was looking to use. Obviously, we used um, Precision Football. Uh, we used Sanya's facility ballers in downtown for the gym. And then Wednesday, yeah, we just got it cracking. And, uh, you know, as soon as Jay and Cole and Rio walked in, it's that whole feeling of I knew I was meant to be here. Yeah. Like what I said throughout, there was moments in my career mm -hmm. I was like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I thought, yeah, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And, it's, uh, and then, yeah, ended up having, like... Quite a few people once whilst I was there, repost because I had done a I done a photo that these are take the mick out of because <laughs> I done about like three Vianney pictures in like four days and I done one in Dubai saying like touchdown Dubai and like Kieran photo KCP like a few people reposted it for me and I couldn't believe how many DMs I got to the point where I was like I was saying to people like no I haven't got space because wow. what I've what I've never wanted to do is I've never wanted to be like twenty players on a pitch mm, I always want my stuff to be tailored. Like the gym quality over quantity kind of mm. thing. So all the gym sessions, I had uh, max eight people in the group sessions, and then after we finished at Precision, I would get a cab down to Ballers, and then it would be like Ainge would come in for his one-to-one -one gym, Charlie would come in for his one-to-one -one gym, Viv would come in for his one-to-one -one gym. So it's, it all had to be tailored. So I didn't actually have enough room for the amount of inquiries that I was getting. So, but again, that's something that I'm 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 talking to a, a few coaches that I want to work with about next year and. Even the next one, because there's talks of me doing, of me, doing like it's a transfer. I'm looking to it in a few international breaks as well. Um, so yeah, but no, it was, it was that was proper sick, man. That was tops. That was that was probably the best month of my life. I'll be honest. Because mm. when you were talking, you mentioned so many names. You mentioned Chunks. You mentioned Philly, Nico, Ainsley, Jay De Silva. So I know relationships in your business is very very key, mm -hmm. but. So how would you say someone like, I don't know, a Joe Bloggs that wanted to do what you're doing, passionate about football, maybe not had a football career, but wants to get into this side of thing, like the passion about fitness, how would you kind of tell them to, to get into it? Hard work. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, just, uh, I think that's the, like, you're not going to sleep that much. So don't, yeah. I hope you're not a fan of sleep because you've got to get ahead of people. You know what I mean? Like people, I saw someone put up the other day on my Instagram that, oh, I don't know how people get up at 5, 6 a.m. You get up at 5 and 6 a.m. because you have a desire and a hunger and a drive to achieve something. And at the end of your story, like for me, at the end of my time doing this, whenever that will be, 30, 40, 50, 70 years time, I want people to look back and go, yeah, like he was one of the like pivots for the way one-to-one -one training with athletes is looked at in this country now. And um, it's, you, you've got to have a real desire. So I'd say you work hard. Um, study away from because a lot of people ask me if I've been to university I've never been to university but I, I'm so interested in what I do I sit at home and I do hours and hours of studying um, on on the body 
and and more now so I've I've, I've recently just um, got my first job in professional football um, with a professional club in Dubai and mm. now like, I sit at home and, and I'm I'm watching coaching sessions on YouTube and, and studying coach and reading books I've got the Pep Guardiola book now yeah. and it's like but never skip a video so one video might have a million views and one might have 250 but I've always said everyone you meet in life no matter what road they're on or what they're doing you can learn something from everyone I've been in like some gyms and uh, some PTs are miles off it like miles off it but you know what I've learned something from every single one of them mm. that I've taken away and I use to this day so be a sponge for information um, and I, I always say the harder you work the better luck you make for yourself mm. really so do you look at anyone within your industry and say you know what that's like the sort of pinnacle that's where I want to get to is there anyone that you look at for inspiration I, I look at Jamie Velocity mm. and I think for this country I think like to my knowledge anyway, he's one of the first I see do it. Um, you know, he's got his own studio in Birmingham. He's gone on to work with like Anthony Joshua. Yeah. Um, and we're talking like AJ's like, that's world champion status. That's, you can't get much bigger than that in boxing. Yeah. Then over in America, um, there's a guy called Bruno. He's tops, he works with a lot of NBA players. And Josh Train, who's like Kevin yeah. Hart's trainer. Mm -hmm. And like these guys are top. They're but them Americans are next level. Like just train trains at like three in the morning. That like, <laughs> yeah. so they're the kind of people that I look at, and I think like that's where I like I want to get to. Oh, and actually, you know what? Actually, um, I actually was talking to a, a guy called Baz Training. Uh, Baz is based in the UK, and I was on his page the other day, and I said, you know, what? it's quite refreshing because. I haven't got many followers on Instagram. I've got like, like seven and a half thousand. Come on, that's and seven and a half thousand. <laughs> 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 no, 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 but to the people you're training. Like, yeah, <laughs> like some people are a quarter of a million, a hundred K. And Baz, he's like to a similar um, following mark, mm. but his thing's serious, you know. When I get okay. to his page, he's like, yeah, like, this is proper. His one was like, and I, and I actually messaged him and I just said to him, like, yo, bro, like, just. Um, I think he liked my post from the other day, the session he was at, and I followed him, followed about submissions at Yarbrough, like, it's nice to fun. see that, like, mm. someone with not a huge following base is really doing their thing, like, he's got some serious names mm. on there, I think it was that mm. Madders, um, obviously I trained Pans, but I think Pans has done a few things with him as well, mm. and, uh, yeah, so I just started rapping with him in the DMs, but that's, that's someone in this country, I look, I think, yeah, your thing's serious, because mm. he done his in Marbella, I think, I think he done his one in Marbella this year. Because mm, obviously you work with, like, a lot of well-known people, so what's the perks of being Brody Cousins? Because you work with Stephen Bartlett, <laughs> so you must be getting like tickets to go to games. Like, well, what's the yeah. perks? Would you say? You know what? Yeah, I was having a conversation. With some, I'm going to one of my friends is fighting, like doing a white collar tomorrow night, mm -hmm. and he's like to me, um, "I'm not big time, by the way." He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like to me, "So when do you want to pay for the tickets to drop them off?" And I said, "Pay for the tickets." I said, "Bro, I ain't paid for a ticket for no event in like two years, bro." So uh, yeah. that's one thing. Like obviously, like some of the players have got boxes. You always get like complimentary tickets. Um, then obviously, like Saturday, I was up in Manchester for for the Misfits events. Oh and that. yeah. Because yeah. um, them YouTubers, they're they're top boys, you know. Like they're mm. like they deserve everything. Like yeah, talk to us about that because <laughs> some people, I would say, it's like the old school mindset. They sort of look at them and feel these guys they haven't, I don't know, got talent to box or whatever. They're kind of stealing the spotlight away from boxers but you know these guys you train these guys yeah. in the gym so like what would you say to those kind of people that the detractors like yeah it's funny because obviously chunks started training with me in december and mm -hmm. he messaged me regarding football training for soccer and the sandman game 
And um, obviously when he DM'd me, I was like, rah. Like when Chunks DM'd me, it was crazy because <laughs> I don't follow him, he don't follow me. There was like not really any mutuals where I'd say like, yeah, like it makes sense it come through him. And it was just like something like, like, yo dog, where you based? <laughs> But I don't actually know much about YouTube. Mm. So I only really knew chunks. I watched does a sh- does a shoe fit. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. In in lockdown. So he came in and obviously when he, on his first session, like it was at like December the twenty seventh or something like that. It was freezing, it was raining. And oh, I remember you've got saying a, you've like, got a vivid memory. Oh, like, like, there's <laughs> a few there's a few sessions <laughs> I'll never forget. Yeah, yeah. This, this is one of them. So it was like and he wanted to do like seven PM, but when I tell you it was raining <laughs> In my head, the session was cancelled. <laughs> and, and, and I hit him on Instagram, because obviously a lot of these people you talk with, and that's what I always say, when these people then finally give you a number, that's when it, it takes a long time to build this trust and seconds to break. And that's when I know that like, I'm locked in with these people. So at the time I was, he was talking on Instagram and like, I messaged him like, yo, bro, like, all good for this evening. And when I tell you it was raining, it was like, bad. And he was like, yeah, bro. So I thought he was going to turn up with like, an entourage and he came by himself. Mm. And it was like he chunks. He's like probably one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Mm. Like he's humble. Like I say to him all the time, like you deserve everything you've got and that's coming your way. But they work extremely hard. Like mm. Steve Bartlett came in, um, and his session. Like they're so you can see why these people are so successful. Mm. Nico as well. Like Nico when he comes in and like what I've got to know of Nico, I think he's. When he got onto that island on his recent, he had a YouTube where he got onto mm. an island where you're, it's like illegal to go on this <laughs> island, it's completely banned. But when someone said to me, oh, like, because everyone now says to me, like, they talk to me like, I know everything about these yeah, guys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Nico just got into the island, but I, I, so it's island on his YouTube. But from his characteristics, I'm not surprised. And now that I've got to know him on a personal level, when he um, ran for mayor, and he done as well as he did. <laughs> I'm actually not surprised. That like, I feel like he's disturbed. Distur- anything he says he's gonna do, Nico's gonna do it. He's 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 that determined. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that throw like a lot of shade on these YouTubers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when you actually know them and their work ethic and how hungry they are to get to where they are and even further, it, it's they deserve a lot more credit and respect. Like after the um Sidemen um game that we recently had at the West Ham Stadium was back at the hotel afterwards. And Chunks, I don't, again, I don't know much about YouTube. I only started watching it recently. I said to Chunks, like, what are you doing? He's like, bro, I'm uploading my video from today. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, bro, have you eaten that? Yeah. Are we going to chill? He's like, nah, nah, This is serious. He said, I'm back on YouTube. This video needs to go up. <laughs> bro, that video is up that evening again. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we just see like the clips and the cuts. There's a whole process of making it all come together. Like you guys know with your podcast, mm-hmm. it's not as easy as if they just sit down and it clicks into place. You know, 100%. so... It's um, them, they're, them, they're top guys, man. They're top. Even like training, I show speed because he's like a international, global sort of superstar, isn't it? How how is that experience, man? That all come out again. Like I always say, it, like Hamada ads, Cordinals, like Illy, like these are people that like are proper, proper made. If you take them four people away, Brody Cousins Fitness ain't Brody Cousins Fitness, and I'm not mm. too quite sure where it would be at today, and. Um, Illy's obviously the one that sent chunks my page at the time so Illy called me he said yo you're around Thursday night this was on Wednesday I was like yeah he's like yeah uh, be at West Ham's training ground because Nico's doing a game for the Sidemen game on Saturday so I said alright cool so I've gone down there and um, sitting there and Nico's come up to me and gone Brody what are you saying obviously I've trained Nico at this point so I'm like, yeah, Nico what are you saying 
He's like, yeah, good. Uh, you need to get you need to get mic'd up. I said, what? He's like, yeah, you need to get mic'd up because we need to you need to talk to the camera. You need to do this. You do. But apart from doing a few podcasts, I've never been mic'd up. I don't have YouTube. <laughs> like, it's not really been. I it's not do, your world. Basically. I do my yeah, training. Yeah, I have yeah. my banter with my close ones, and, and mm. that's about yeah. it. So he's mic'd me up, and he's gone right. Go and listen. They've got a whole camera crew there. This is like proper. Like, there's like 20 mm. people. There's like mics and. They're like, right, cool. You have to turn around, introduce yourself. You're the pro football coach. And I was like, this is crazy. But as this is all happening, I've already, I'm already nervous. Right? I've turned around, I've gone, hi, I'm Brody Cousins. As that's happened, I can hear this mad noise coming from the car park. I see Asho speed walking. Yeah. So I'm like, and this was the first time I met, uh, uh, I met Philly a few times at a few like trips event and that, but this is the first time I ever spoke to him. And so, so I'd gone over and I've gone to Philly, I'm like, speed's here. He's like, yeah, you're taking the session. I said, what? I thought I was just coming down. I didn't think I was actually <laughs> taking the session. Like the way Illy made it sound was that like we was playing a game and I was playing against them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I took I took the first part of this session for my YouTube debut. Um, <laughs> How did it go though? Huh? I was sick, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was sick. And you know what was, at the Sidemen game, like two days later, like speed, like he obviously, he missed a pen, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So I've gone into the hotel thinking that like speed's not going to, remember who I was on a Thursday night and he's there and he said, coach, we didn't do penalties. <laughs> and I was like, this is crazy. This is yeah. speed and that. And then like, so that was, that Sidemen game was quite, cause I, these are all laughing me, but I signed a few autographs that day. So fans were coming on. Bro, oh, I remember you from YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So we were going to the car. <laughs> That's my glow up. But see me, yeah, I said, I like all that stuff. I'm like, oh, <laughs> That's the man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so. Illy was out, was going to the car. It was me, Illy, Carl. Carl's that does um, like the actual gym personal training for Chunks. Mm. Philly, uh, Darkest and that. So we're walking through. and um, But Carl and that got stopped a few times at the soccer game a few months before. And then um, we was walking through Westfields and this, like, there was like four kids and they were like, stop Carl and Illy. And then they had like, you know, the finger, like side men, like the mm. fan finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's got his finger on and this kid went, wait, you're the pro coach from, from the NDL oh. page. <laughs> And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, can you sign my finger? And I was like, I said to him, I don't know what to write. <laughs> and you know what the kid said? He's like, well, on your Instagram, it says BCF, so just do a BCF. Yeah. So then he done that, and then there was a few more kids around there, like, yeah, I'm giving it the whole, yeah, I'm used to this. This is normal. So that's, but that's like the effect that the YouTube being mm. involved with Emlot has had. Um, I feel like in the footballing world, people recognize you a lot more, but since being with the YouTubers, that, that side of things is, yeah, it's Different crazy. Different level. Crazy. Yeah, talk to us about working with um, Stephen Bartlett. He's probably got the most viral podcast in the country mm. at the moment, dominating the scene. I'm a big fan of his. So talk to us about how that opportunity came came about. Steve, again, right? It's it's mad. It was just like, I remember just being on, my notifications were off on my Instagram. Mm. And then I went onto the app, I swapped into the DMs and it was like Stephen with like two messages. Mm. Again, I've never messaged him. I've never like mentioned him on a story. And I clicked on it. He was like, hi, mate. Um, Want to get some football sessions in before soccer aid? Like, where are you based? When are you free? So messaging him. Then obviously I got put in a group chat with him and his PA on WhatsApp. And I was like, this is crazy. You know? And then uh, again, I don't know what it is. It, it must uh, be my, my luck. Because I have this thing where I get them all to sign a blank piece of paper with a HB pencil he's having school, but the HB pencil was not sharpened. Mm-hmm. And like, when I first done it, I, it was the first time I thought, I need I need people to engage on something. And if you look at all the posts I've done it, I've done it with Chunks, Sharky, um, Nico, E-Man, SV. So, 
and people comment, yeah, but it's a blank piece of paper and not sharp and pencil. It's not a contract, but that's the whole point. I wanted people to, that's my little thing mm. that I do. But again, it all rains. All my first sessions with these people, it just rains. <laughs> and um, Steve come down. Uh, and again, he was another one that just, he was so like, like into what we was doing. And he had like the willingness to learn. And like, it was a bit crazy because I think at one point, because obviously he's a dragon as well, it like I was explaining something to him and I could he was really listening to me and I was like oh my days this guy's actually listening to what I'm I'm saying and I've watched you on telly and on your podcast and says so it, it, it was a, it was a bit another again a bit of a surreal moment um but again proper proper cool guy super humble and then after the session like his driver was um driving Patrice Ever that night in London and then I ended up saying to him I dropped so I ended up having a car journey with Steve as well. Okay, yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, which was mad, it was crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So like, what's been the moment like where you've had of, wow, I can't, from where I started to where I am now, wow, I can't believe it, this journey's mad. Have you had any of them like pinch me moments? Uh, Yeah, I'd say like, honestly, like over 10, like where you have to like, cause I think if you know me personally, I'm a bit ADHD, like I'm a bit, mm. like just uh, like, <laughs> I don't take, away from work, I don't take it too serious. Like, I just try to just enjoy life as much as possible. When it's work, it's like, it's, it's game time. But there has been probably like 10 moments. Like, I was a junior gunner growing up. Um, my mum used to take me to Arsenal and I was actually at Ainsley's debut, um, which was a Champions League game 10 years ago now. So when Cordy hit me up, he's heard this story 10,000 times. But when he DM'd me, yeah, he's got some stupid Instagram name that just says Cordy underscore satin satin, right? So this, I had this whole message, hi, mate, uh, look after a Premier League player. But I hear that a lot. Mm. You hear a lot of people, people that want to come in for sessions and don't. Set up a phone call with him. And then he said, oh, by the way, like, I'll look after mate and Niles. And I was like, rah. But it's crazy because you know what? I never even said this to Ains. I don't even have said this to Cordy. At the time when he broke in, I was probably at the age where I was like, as this guy playing with Arsenal and I'm not. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> but now I look back at how yeah. I've laid and now I've done picture well, I've watched A's. It's like, that's what I was trying to say. Like, mm. I didn't really ever believe in myself with football. And not that I'd sit there and I'd say, oh, I hated on people my age playing, but I'd be like, oh, there, I love Arsenal. This guy's playing for Arsenal. This is like bullshit. Like, this is what I want to do. But, and then <laughs> Cordy said to me, yeah, like, are you free tomorrow morning? I wasn't free on the Tuesday yeah. morning. But you made and Jonas, yourself, you? my client Jonas will actually say like, yeah, he actually called me and said, Jonas, I need to cancel this <laughs> session, please. Like, and um, I made all like, the time uh, clear and free and Ains come in and that was in 2021 and the rest is history. And just touching on Ains, like he's probably one of the hardest working athletes, like in the gym, um, on the pitch that I've worked with. Um, it's, he, he takes the sport serious and it's like, this year when obviously he left Arsenal this summer and I spent a lot of time at Ains four to five weeks after we come back from Dubai because um, he didn't have a club. He was a free agent um, before Leon, and he was doing double sessions with me six days a week. Wow. And it's, it's, that's a side of the game that I think like armchair footballers or people that doesn't mm -hmm. have an insight into like a footballer's lifestyle and you just sit there and you think, ah, oh, you know, they're footballers, they drive, they're on mm. big wages, they drive nice cars, but when you're in certain situations as a footballer, being a free agent's one, when you've been at Arsenal since six, and then you're a free agent and it's like, 
you don't it's the unknown Ains has always been at Arsenal mm-hmm. so this was the unknown for him it was the unknown for me because I was like right Cole the off season's done I now have to plan for we was doing it day by day because you never know when you're going to mm. get a call saying you, you're going you've got a meeting with this club and um, what I see from him um, this summer like I, I think the start like the sky's the limit for him because that was we was in the trenches together man mm. there were some hard days just two of you running on a pitch mm. ain't easy so what is it that sets him apart in terms of like mentality? Like, is it that drive to just be the best? I think I think I'm quite fortunate. It's not just Ains that's that's got that. Like Jay Jay De Silva, Josh Onama mm. done a lot of work with Josh post Dubai, um, Mukhtar, and it's like even Mooks at started off season. He come to me and said, right, this is something I don't think I'm that good at. It's something I want to work on. Like, and I feel like it's 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 easy to when you're at the top whether you're in Saudi or the Championship or the Premier League or the French League when you're at the top it's easy to go right this is what I'm good at this is what got me here and this is going to take me through the next six to eight years but when you turn around like the players that I work with that's something all the players I work with they've got the same mentality so I'm quite blessed I've never had a player even like Jed Spence I was doing sessions with him before he went to Leeds on loan and like the mentality to come in and work on Things that the players say are weakness. This is what I want to work on. That's a that's a big mentality, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a vulnerability because you're accepting that oh, I'm not good at this. You can yeah, help yeah, me, kind yeah. of things. Yeah, like exactly. Or it's, it's something that is like, especially if you look at like fullbacks now. It's it's a very offensive game, which is why I'm probably not a pro because I'm going forward and on the ball ain't my thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very offensive. But in training at clubs they may not be the ones to work on their shooting afterwards so when they come in they say right I want to work on this you've got to think you take 30 shots in training with me in the off season or on a Wednesday on, on your day off then 30 shots you can miss 29 and one might go in and then on a Saturday one goes in and it all comes down mm. to that to that, that that Wednesday work and it's a little bit like all the hours I've done at Fitness First as a fitness instructor which is was relentless all come down to moments like yesterday when I'm in Coventry on a on a Wednesday morning with Jada Silver, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's all the hours that people don't see. There's a lot of things that people don't see in your journey. Um, and they come out in them small moments there. So in terms of um, your business as well, are you open to like working with clubs? Mm-hmm. Like, have you had conversations with clubs about, I don't know, coming in, taking a few players and stuff like that? Uh, clubs in England, uh, I've spoken to like S&C coaches at, at, at some clubs. Okay. Like, right, this is what this player needs to do when he comes in with you. Because you've got to be on the same on the same page. Mm. He can't, example, do legs on on a Wednesday when he's at Watford mm-hmm. and then he's doing his extras with me on Wednesday evening and I do legs again, that don't make sense. Yeah. So I'm in group chats with a lot of the SNC okay. coaches at these clubs um, with the gym stuff so, we, so I, I know what I'm working on. Um, but the pitch sessions, we only really do in the international break or the, or the off-season. Okay, that's it's when they're I not saw. on pitch. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's what you come down to because they're not actually on pitch. So yeah. in that situation, would you be like speaking to the SNC coaches or this is just like a similar to what they'll be doing at a club? So for the pitch, what I'll do is I'll speak to all the players prior to the session and say, right, what do you want to work on? Some players will say, bro, it's just a normal session that you do with us. Some will say, right, can we do um, a high-intense session today or can we just do a technical session? Mm-hmm. And then you just base the session around that. Um, but in terms of working with clubs, working in a club in England it's not something that I've touched on it's not something that I'd say I'd never do um, it's something that I'd be interested in looking at because um, as I say I'm not the finished product and I'd, I'd have a lot of learning to do when it comes to like t- 
team sessions because uh, it's a completely different ball game. Mm. Six to eight players and twenty five players mm. is a com- it's different. Also, the other thing is like the players that come to me want to be there. When you're at club, not all of them want to be there. You know, you got to remember football's a job. Yeah. Yeah. It was a job, so it's it's you don't want to go to work every day. Mm. There's some mornings I wake up at four and think, oh my god, this is that. And I love my job. Footballers is the same, mm. and YouTube's the same. So managing 25 players in a session, and maybe five don't want to be there, and then five, you never know, them five might be the the best at that club. Like you hear stories of Hazard, yeah, like yeah. not tying his laces, yeah. like that. That'd be quite hard to manage because then you've got to then also manage other players, thinking, well, he's bobbing it off, so why am I going to put? Mm-hmm. So that's something at this moment in time. As I say, I'm, I, I feel like I'm still quite young. It's not something I'd look into massively, but I did take on the coaching role uh, for this club in Dubai. So I go to Dubai um, every month or every other month for ten days um, to do like uh, position specific work. So again, it's not the whole team. Um, I work with just the fullbacks or just centre backs or just the strikers. I'll sit down with the manager, understand what he wants from them players in that position, and then we'll go out there and we'll. That's what we'll work on because it's all about repetition. Everything in life is, is is that's how you'll get the best out in repetition. When you're young, I always say to my academy kids, um, when you learn how to do handwriting, you do the figure of eight, and you keep doing the figure of eight. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing like uh, coming in off the left and a reverse shot. I don't want us to do... That's what I was saying when you were in a session the other day. Mm. Make sure you're all doing a reverse shot because it's all good just getting out your feet and hitting as hard as you can. But the best players, as that ball's in motion, they know where they're hitting it, how they're hitting it, what technique they're using. So that's what I was saying yeah, on the yeah, session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you all to do reverse inside. So whether it's the left foot players or right foot players, keep doing reverse, keep doing reverse, keep doing reverse because repetition is the only way you're going to get good at something. 100%. And what's what's the end goal for you, if you had to say, like, what looks like the finished project for you? Can you share some insight into that? Uh, Jordan Belfort. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, um, yeah, genuinely, I'll be happy, man. I want to live a happy life mm. and uh, just know that when I wake up every day, whether it's a Premier League footballer or it's Joe Blog that's doing a nine to five, I'm affecting your way in a, in, a, in a positive manner, and whatever I'm doing and my my involvement in your life is positive. Because mm, also, like with your role, you have to like almost be like a psychologist. Some people can turn up, and you can just see they're not at it today. Something might be going on in their personal life and stuff like that. So, how would you adapt yourself to that? Do you try and bring the energy, or do you think you know what we're it's, gonna do a light one? How do you how do you manage that? It's, it's this is something I learned about managers, and why I think manage, managing a football club is hard because or managing in any job role is hard because you've got to manage people. And managing you three would be completely different. You know, some people want like arm around the shoulder. Some people want hard authority. Um, and it's it's like, again, going back to Ains, there was one session in the summer when he didn't have a club and we was in the gym and I could tell he didn't want to be there. And I looked at him, and in my head, I thought, "This is this is where I'm going to find out a lot about you." Because I've, 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 I'm me and Angel, and like he's that family now. Called he's that family, and that's me. So I'm close to them. But in that moment, I looked at him, and I thought, "You don't want to be here. You probably don't want to hear my voice no more." Counting down <laughs> numbers, like we've done the gym session. This gym session was done, and he had a he had a like a heavy finisher on the bike on the what bike. And he looked at me, and I knew he don't want to be. And I thought I actually thought for a minute he ain't going to do it. 
I thought, yeah, Ains ain't going to do it. It was at eight o'clock at night in the summer. And he got on the bike and it was the best numbers he hit on the bike all summer. And it's like, that is when you get to learn a lot about a person. And, and mm-hmm. in that moment, I didn't push it on him. I said to him, Ains, this is down to you. Because I know Ains is a person, you can't be pushy, pushy. <laughs> Where we've like, one of my other clients who, who I just do um, weight loss with, he needs to be pushed. So I has to be like, come on, Cordy, come on, Cordy, come on, Cordy, come on, Cordy. But you, ha- you, have, to, you have to learn him. It's personal, tra- at the end of the day, it's personal yeah, training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to learn him on a personal 100%. level. Because at the end, there's thousands of personal trainers these people can go to. There's thousands of coaches they can ask to coach them. But your client is buying into you as a person. And that's how it becomes personal. So you've, got, you've then got to learn how do I manage this person to get the best out of them? So how quickly, obviously I know it can be different, you download that data to say, you know what, this person, I've got to be a bit standoffish and, and stuff like that, or oh, this person I can push. I would say for me personally, it's something that I'm quite good at. Hence why I've, I've, I've got good relationships with all of my clients. Because um, it, it's, it's, it's not easy, you know, it's not easy. For ages actually, to be fair, at the start, you lot have seen Ains play his face. Like, like, I don't know why this guy never never looks happy. And it was like, oh. After like the first gym session I had with him, yeah, like J- like Jay Ray Smiley, uh, Joshy Smiley, and the first session I done with Ains, this guy's face is like, and it's funny because he's got a little man now, yeah, and his little man's got exactly the same face. Maybe it's just a game face. I, and Ains had this face, yeah. After his gym session, I was at him like, like that was it was a, that was my first like, big Premier League football mm-hmm. like obviously FA Cup winner six caps for England and I said to him like, like did you enjoy the session yeah, yeah it was six still I'm gonna shout you yeah when I, and that was it that was it off he walked out the door and at the time I thought yeah I got the snap for the gram anyway I went, but then he come back from a pre-season tour of Arsenal and then we started in-season training Ains was probably Ains was my first player to start in-season like gym training he was my first one to to pivot it and a lot of players are followed now and that was always one of my big goals I want players to understand that doing in-season training in a gym is 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 super important it's what LeBron James does. I always say my business is based on LeBron James so before we wrap up we just want to talk about life outside of your profession but is there life outside <laughs> of his profession because <laughs> what, what? Hours. yeah <laughs> what do you like getting up to to at least try and wind down Bagatelle on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? You know, you know what? I'm quite fortunate because, like, now it's like I get to travel to like like Italy to for Keynes at Udinese. Um, I get like I've been to Leon like two, three times now to, to to watch Leon. So like, I'm quite fortunate that the thing I like doing is watching football, and I've now got to a stage where it's like every weekend I try to go to a different client game, whether that be Cov or um, Reading or like Michael Hector's at um, Charlton um, so that's like my escape um, I think unfortunately for the people close to me their escape's trying to get away from me because when I'm with them it's 100 mile an hour but yeah man I just uh, spend good time with good people so like what's the cost of you like obviously you're always on the road when you're by yourself like how is are you happy like, oh, I've got the best job in the world or is there sometimes where you're thinking I need to look after myself, like you said, or... So are you truly happy? Am I truly happy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm truly happy. I love my life, man. Like, genuinely, I love my life. And it's like, recently, Ains gave me a pogo. You know the pogo, like the 
can the PS5, you put the PS5 in it, it turns and you can play PlayStation. I haven't had a PlayStation okay. since like two, FIFA 19 was my last one. But it's funny because on my 10 year plan, I actually wrote down, and I forgot I wrote this down, have a FIFA team with your clients. Yeah. And I'm actually two clients off of, I've got career mode, Coventry, yeah? Mm. Premier League. <laughs> Get me, JD Silver's there, sk Skiffer, yeah? But I've actually got like, my, my, my FIFA team's like, it's got like Jay in it, Jonathan mm. Manzu, Jake Clark, Sorters, like Mukta Ali, Ty Backinson. But for me, to people listening, they probably think, what's this guy talking about? But for me, that was one of my, yeah, yeah, I'm never going to yeah, be on no. FIFA. So what can I do to like feel like to I'm be in FIFA? FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, clients, have, yeah. it's to do a career mode and have all my clients on one team. You know, that was that was one of my, that was one of my goals. So yeah, so good good times with good people. That's what I do in my spare time. And sleep, because I'm shattered. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you shattered now? Yeah, can you wrap this up? <laughs> <laughs> How many hours sleep do you get? Uh, Average. Five, six? Ah, man. Like, genuinely, I'll probably get into bed at 11 o'clock and I get up at four. So 11, 12, one, two, three, four, five. Right. If I don't fall asleep, maybe four. Like, I'd probably say if I, if mm -hmm. I'm actually looking at it, probably about four and, hours, four and a half hours sleep. Wow, you're still able to get through the day. That's some stamina, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <what> I've got. <laughs> We're going to leave it there. Brody, it's been fantastic, no, thank man. You thank you. Me. Love for coming on, yeah. bro. Love Seriously, coming on, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Until next time, over and out. Peace. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.